Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to Mira Pandit, Vice President and Global Market Strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, to discuss her market outlook. Joining us from New York City, we're going to be focusing very much on the China markets when they reopen. But let's start with the Fed because we are seeing the dollar climbing after the Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller pushed back on bets that the Fed is nearing the end of its hiking cycle. Uh, what are you expecting in terms of the continuing tightening that we're seeing from the Fed? I guess slower for longer is, is the case here. Absolutely. We are likely in for a period of slower for longer. Of course, the Fed is not done yet, despite a better uh, CPI report, the first one we've seen in a long time. So it certainly strengthens the case for a 50 basis point rate hike in December. And remember, at 4% uh, at the top range of the federal funds rate, the Fed really had to do 75 basis point slugs in order to get to restrictive territory. Now that we're there, they have to shift from power to finesse to really fine-tune monetary policy going forward with an eye on growth. So that'll allow them to go into to smaller increments. Of course, that doesn't mean they need to stop. They could do as many you know, smaller quarter-point rate hikes as they need to next year if the data warrants it. But we're certainly gradually transitioning into a period where uh, they can go a little bit slower, but potentially need to go continuing a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess finesse is the word here. Are they able to engineer a soft landing in your view, or is recession a foregone conclusion? It's going to be difficult to avoid recession in 2023. And yet, as I say that, if you look at the Atlanta Fed's GDP tracker for the fourth quarter of 2022, they're tracking around 4% right now. And we did have a fairly strong reading in the third quarter, even though a lot of that was due to improvement in trade. But we're still seeing that resilient growth, resilient consumer overall in the United States. That could help us delay recession further into 2023. But it is very likely that we could see um, a mild recession, but a recession nonetheless next year, just given even if they get slightly above or slightly under 5%, whatever it is, if they're close to 5% rates, it's going to be a, a challenging environment once we really start to feel uh, those higher rates in the economy. A volatile year for investors, but as you say, staying invested when we are seeing these bear markets will potentially help your portfolios recover. What kind of uh, further moves are you expecting as we head into the latter part of the year for the S&P 500? We do want to be cautious to, to not draw too much conclusion from the rally we saw late last week. Look, it is great news to start to see actual improvement in the data. But what we have seen time and time again this year 
is we start to feel like inflation could start to cool down and therefore the Fed could start to slow. We start to see that terminal rate where the market expects the Fed to go and, and stop um, fall. And then all of a sudden, you know, markets are off to the races. But we've seen this about seven times this year where we've seen these bear market rallies. So we do want to be cautious that, you know, even though that federal funds rate expectation can come down, we're not there yet. So we don't know where that end point is. And until we do, we could see these fits and starts in the market. But nonetheless, as you mentioned, these bear market rallies can help portfolios recover in the long run. I mean, on average, the seven bear market rallies we've seen so far this year have provided about a 9% return. And we're up 12% since the mid-October lows. So we certainly want to stick with our portfolios in this environment to help them recover. But at the same time, we don't want to be barreling into equities until we have a clearer signal for, for where the Fed pauses and then thereafter how growth continues to play out next year. Yeah, sometimes we we forget the idea that it's really earnings that drives, I mean, I understand the macro, I understand the rate environment, but where would we be without sales and earnings, right? And and. I guess in an inflationary environment, you also have to be very concerned about margin pressure here. Talk to me a little bit about how you expect the corporates to behave going forward. While we do expect that earnings revisions need to continue to come down, it's interesting that inflation actually cuts both ways when it comes to to earnings. Because on the one hand, as you point out, there is margin pressure, higher input costs, higher wages. We're starting to see a little bit more relief on the input costs. Wages are, are, are still kind of, as Chair Powell would put it, elevated but moving sideways. But if we think about the sales side and we think about revenues, you know, ultimately earnings are nominal. So even if people are buying less individual units of things, if they cost more money and sales are still coming in strong, that's going to kind of buoy earnings. What we've also seen is that in this year, when we look at returns, earnings have actually been a support despite this collapse in multiples. Next year, what we could see is that earnings do start to slide. Potentially, if we see an economic recession, we could also see an earnings recession. But we could also start to see, because markets are forward-looking and do tend to bottom before that bottom in profits or growth or that peak in unemployment, that actually multiples start to carry returns next year, even if uh, earnings become a little bit more challenged. Mira, a quick word on China. I mean, we saw a huge rally coming through in Asia after uh, China scrapped or reduced that quarantine time and, and scrapped COVID flight suspensions. Now we're seeing some measures for the economy, too, on the real estate and virus control front. What do we see when we finally get a reopening of China? Well, on the one hand, it's good for economic growth, both, of course, in China and globally. I think we don't, again, want to get too ahead of ourselves. We have to actually see the impacts of these looser COVID policies. I think actually the looser um, demands on the property sector could be more helpful uh, for Chinese growth than, than, um, than anything if we think about the longer term perspective. Um, but we want to be a little bit cautious here and actually make sure these reforms are, are feeding into stronger growth. Mm. Now, the flip side of this globally is the fact that a slower growing China over the last couple of quarters has also meant less pressure on inflation coming out of China. So that's a key thing for us to watch in global markets. And we will watch that. Mira, thank you so much for being with us. Mira Pandant from JP Morgan Asset Management joining us here on Daybreak Asia. 
Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.